this is David Dearman. I'm the pastor of Memphis Tabernacle, and this is our podcast. I wanted to thank you for joining us today. I hope that this message inspires you and builds your faith. I hope that it gives you fresh insight and strength to see God move in your life. Enjoy the message. Ephesians chapter 6, we're on uh, teaching number 3 for Fight Club. You know, I intended, uh, sometimes uh, we'll have these lessons all mapped out. In fact, all, all the time I'll have these messages uh, mapped out, but I taught on the first week about knowing your authority in the Lord, knowing your authority in the Lord. And uh, I got into the second week, and I started to last week teach about knowing your weapons, because weapons and authority go together. And as I started to get into it, the Spirit of the Lord uh, just slowed me down on the inside and said, it's important for people to understand authority. It's important for people to understand authority. In fact, I believe it's one of the biggest reasons why the devil kicks people's tail is because they don't know their authority in the Lord. You can sit there and bind and loose and yell at the devil and wave flags at the devil and uh, get up and shout and pray and, and fast and get a prayer chain going and get everything on Facebook and get this and still be beat up and, 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 uh, and, and beat up by the devil and not know why it's happening. You know, I believe one of the most important things that we should know is authority. You know, when you have authority settled, like an authority structure settled, when it's settled, you don't need to yell and shout and scream and fight and walk in. It's like when authority settled, right? When someone walks in and they just say, hey, this is the way it is. They don't need to yell it or shout it or do this. They have authority. And I think that's, in fact, sometimes we shout louder and we put more effort into things that we don't know we have authority in. Do you know know what I'm talking about? I'm not saying, I'm not talking about shouting and the volume and all those things aren't, you know, aren't, aren't a part of something that when you're being authoritative. I'm just saying, knowing your authority is one of the most important elements of taking authority over the enemy. See, it's important for us to know that the devil has no authority over you and I. None. Absolutely none. And if we don't know that, uh, then I think we'll, we'll approach prayer and we'll approach everything off. And so let's read this from Ephesians chapter 6. Here's our text. And I'd like for us to read this out loud and loudly. I'd love for everybody to read. And let's fill this house with the voice of God's word this morning. Ephesians chapter 6, let's read verses 10 through 13. Ready? Look on your screens. Let's read. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, and the next verse actually starts with the word again, stand. You know, a lot of spiritual warfare is is standing. Why? It's, it's, it's standing in who God has made you, who you are in Christ Jesus. It's standing. Lord, we open our hearts to your word today, and we pray that you'd make it real to us in the name of Jesus. You know, as you read verse 10, it says, be strong in the Lord. And then verse 11, it says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand. 
And then it starts out verse 12 and it says, we do not wrestle against flesh. I think it's interesting that when he's talking about warfare, the very first thing he says is what you don't do. You know, it's kind of like if you were, you were going to walk into uh, uh, to combat and they walk in and say, by the way, don't, don't get your eyes on this. Why would they tell you what not to get your eyes on first? Because it's probably going to be the very first thing you're going to get your eyes on, right? Do you know that one of the very first things it's important for us to remember, don't get your eyes on the flesh. Don't get your eyes on people. Don't think it's people that you're fighting. Don't think it's the family member or don't think it's the boss or don't think it's the coworker or don't think it's your neighbor or don't think it's your, your spouse or don't think it's, you know, this person or that person. It's the enemy that we're wrestling against. Somebody say amen. It's the enemy that we're wrestling against. Notice he starts by saying that one of the tricks of the enemy is to get your eyes off of not, not realizing that you're not fighting him. You're fighting someone, a person or something. And so you're like, yeah, they just, who? If you can name them, <laughs> you know, you're probably identifying a person most of the time, right? We don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the enemy. We went over the reason why authority and power go together. They're two different things. You know, like, like in law enforcement, they have a badge and they have a gun, right? If you want to take away their power and their authority, they take away their gun and their badge, right? The badge is their authority. They have this authority to arrest someone or the authority to make decisions and the, the power behind it. Well, the immediate power would be the gun, but the, the larger power is the backup of the law enforcement or the military or whatever they have behind them. So they have power behind them, but they carry the authority. And if they ever get into some type of altercation or a shooting or something, they want to take their power and authority away. Notice they always go together, their gun and their badge. They go together. Do you know that spiritually we have, uh, like a gun and a badge, we have power and authority. They're two distinct things. They're two different things. Jesus said, all authority has been given to me in heaven and earth. You have authority over all the power of the enemy right? So there's power and there's authority. So it's important to know authority and power. We're talking about authority here. And I started out and I said, it's important for us to, to know some points about authority and how we received authority. So I started out with seven points. I thought I was going to get through all 15, but I'm just going to read what these seven were. And then we're just going to start from number eight today. Okay. So the first one was, we started in Genesis chapter one, verse 24, that everything was created according to its kind. Remember cattle, according to its kind, fish, according to its kind, you know, all animals, you don't cross a, a dog and a cat. That's why we know evolution as it's taught. It, it's, it doesn't, it, it's not work because you don't see these cross uh, kinds or species of animals. And then number two, uh, man was made in God's image and God's likeness. So man was not created in the animal class or the animal species. Man was created in God's image, in God's species. Now, I clarified, just in case anyone would think, I'm not saying man is God. Man is not God. Man is not a little God. Man will never be God. God is God. But man was created in the image and in the likeness of God to have fellowship with God. Number three, man was given authority and dominion. In fact, uh, we see it right here in Genesis. He, right after he created man, he said, let them, man, 
have dominion over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air and the cattle and over every creeping thing. So God created man in his image, in his likeness, male and female. Notice it wasn't just man. It says that he said to them that he gave them dominion and authority. So he said, uh, subdue the earth. That's where we see the authority. He gave man authority over the earth and over everything, living thing on the earth. So both, both the earth and everything that lives on the earth, man has been given the authority to rule over the earth. He gave Adam and Eve. We all agree on that, right? We see it right there in the Bible, okay? To subdue it and to have dominion. God formed the man out of the dust. And we talked about last week that from the dust is where man's body came from. Man's body is sustained by what comes from the ground, right? That's why whole foods and all those kinds of things. And when man's body dies, where does it go? It goes back into the ground. But man's spirit came from the breath of God. Man's spirit is sustained by the words of God. Remember, all the word of God is God-breathed. And when man dies, to be absent from the body is to be present, goes back to the presence of God, right? So man has the spirit of God, but man is not this, this part of man. This is not me. This is my body. This is the tent that I live in, like Paul the Apostle talked about. So number four, man was given a home, Garden of Eden. He was given provision, was given responsibility, was given fellowship with God, and man was given free will, some people say, well, he gave him the whole garden, but then he gave him the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Why would he give him the tree of the knowledge of good and evil? Because if everything he gave him, he didn't give him a choice, then he would have created man like a robot. Talk about but I'll tell you what he did. He created us not, he gave us free will choice, Hallelujah. right? Aren't you glad that God gives you the ability to be able to choose? Yes, so he said, don't eat of this tree. It's free will choice. And he gave, us, he gave us that. And what did man do? Well, number five, the serpent tricked man into questioning God. How did he trick man? Into, he started asking man questions about what God said and got him over into reasoning, right? And when he started getting over into reasoning, what happened? Uh, he began to question God and, and, and man... Uh, Eve looked at the tree, saw that it was good for food, pleasant to the eyes, desirable to make one wise. She took of the tree, she ate it, she gave it to her husband, they ate it, and but then both of their eyes were immediately open. What happened? The Bible says that dying, there's two deaths. Jesus said, or God said, in the day you eat of the tree, he used the words, the Hebrew words, muth, muth, M-U-T, M-U-T. Dying, you shall die. See, we have two lives, our body was created, and our spirit was created. So there's two deaths, right? He said, dying, you shall die. Well, did their bodies die that day? No, but their spirit did. Dying is not a ceasing to exist. Dying is a separation from life. Okay, dying is separation from life. So what happened? As soon as man ate of the tree, what happened? He was separated from God. Eternally, he was separated from God, or at least from that point forward. He was separated from God. So the serpent... Trick man into questioning God, number five. Number six, man sinned and died spiritually. And remember, dying spiritually is not ceasing to exist, but was a separation from God. Number seven, man became self-aware and hid from God. Anytime <clears throat> there's sin, what happens? 
when, there, when he ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, man's eyes were opened and he became self-aware. He did understand and see things more and he looked down, he saw himself, she saw herself naked and they began to hide themselves. God began to go look for them and God said, where were you? And he said, I went and hid myself and God said, who told you you were naked? Which I think is one of the funniest questions in Genesis because ain't nobody ever had to tell me I was naked before. He said, who told you you were naked? Right? And, they, and, and he, God said, did you eat of the tree? In other words, how did you become self-aware? How did you become aware that you were insufficiency? God created man to where he was our all-sufficiency. God became, a, God created us to the point to where we didn't have to take care of ourselves. God created us to the place to where he would take care of, his glory would clothe us and we would be completely taken care of. And it was only when we wanted to eat of that tree to where now we want to depend upon us and we become self-aware. And whenever we become self-aware, we become insufficient, insecure, hiding from God. So man became self-aware and hid from God. And I made this statement last week, when you're obedient to God, you have a lot less to think about. When you're obedient to God, you have a lot less to think about. So point number eight is what I want to uh, start with here, and, and we'll finish these points. And then I want to share, I just want to make a couple of statements about Halloween um, when I'm finished with these. Uh, number eight, man, now who's spiritually dead, became influenced by Satan. Became influenced by Satan. So here's the state of man right here. Okay. Man was created in the image of likeness, in likeness of God. Man was given authority over the earth. Man was given authority over everything that, that moves and lives on the earth. But now man is separated spiritually from God and God's direct influence. But instead of man being connected with God, man is now connected with Satan and Satan's influence over his life. Man becomes self-aware. Man begins to hide themselves from God. Now Satan can easily manipulate man, human beings, and govern them and govern the earth through demonic influence, which he still does today. People say, I'm just afraid of Satan because Satan's taken over the earth. No, you know, the only way Satan, even today, the only way Satan has authority over anything on the earth is through a man. Why? Because man was given authority. When I say man, I mean mankind, man and woman. Was given authority and dominion over the earth. The only way that, that Satan can, can work is through the mouths. Because that's how authority works. Is through the mouths of man. And so that's where the state of this is. Satan can easily begin to manipulate human beings and govern the earth through demonic influence. I, I want to note here, though, that it was Adam that was given authority on the earth. His words still carried the spiritual authority that was given. It's sort of like someone being in a wheelchair, though. Someone's being in a wheelchair, and the person in the wheelchair has the authority, but the person wheeling them around is manipulating them and driving them and using their authority usurping their authority so to speak to do what they want to do and that's what the enemy does is he uses mankind and uses the words that come out of their mouth to control the earth just like a person again in a wheelchair 
influencing their authority in different ways and different purposes. Adam did not lose his authority on the earth after he sinned. It doesn't say that man's authority and dominion was removed on the earth. The Bible doesn't say that. But his authority was taken advantage of by Satan. Satan didn't have authority except through man. That's why he couldn't stop the flood when Noah preached about it. He couldn't stop him building the ark. If he had authority over Noah, he could just stop him from building the ark. He didn't do it. That's why he couldn't touch Job until God lowered the hedge. You remember it. That's why he couldn't ruin Abraham. That's why he couldn't keep Moses from delivering the children of Israel. If he had the authority, he'd just stop them all. He couldn't do it. Why? Because those men submitted themselves and their mouths to God's authority. That's why he couldn't overcome Israel in the days of David. That's why he couldn't stop the prophets from prophesying of the Messiah. That's why he couldn't stop Jesus from entering the earth since human beings spoke of his arrival and the word became flesh and it dwelt among us. See, Satan cannot stop man in his authority. Man has authority over the earth. Man has authority over demons. Man has authority over sickness and disease. And we'll go over that. And if we don't know that, we'll be begging God to do something about the issue. Rather than standing in the authority God's given us. You know, another example, it would be like... (laughs) I don't know why I grew up liking these movies that of bank robbers. And you know what I mean? They go into a bank and they like plan out the whole thing. They kind of take, take control and figure this whole thing out. And they rob the bank and they come and grabs the manager of the bank and takes their authority to open up the safe, to get all the things that they need to do all that. Well, did the bank robber have the authority? No, they usurped the authority. The bank manager was the person who carried the authority but they were taken over. And what happens? The SWAT team rolls up and they could take out the bank robber. But what's the problem? The bank robber has a hostage. And if they kill the bank robber, what what do they risk? Killing the one who has the authority over that bank who's really a good guy. See, the Lord could have just wiped out the enemy. The problem is, is the enemy is using man who he loves who he's got hostage. So God's kind of in a predicament. He gave authority to man, but Satan's got man and is using man and he can't just wipe out Satan because he's going to have to, do you understand the predicament? We see number nine, man continues to be fruitful and multiply. Generation after generation, man is born in sin. Satan continues to demonically influence man and his authority. But there is a remnant. God would continue to speak and work through man on earth. Though this was the minority. Do you know God just doesn't do things on earth. When God does things on earth, he looks for human beings to use their dominion to follow his plan. Remember the book of Amos chapter 3 verse 7? It says, surely... The Lord God does nothing unless he reveals it first to his servants, the prophets. 
You know what it means? It means sometimes we think that God is just working everything and doing it. No, God gave over his dominion to man. And now God works through men who are obedient to him. And so does Satan. But Satan, uh, man gives in to the enemy more because the Bible says that the whole world lies under the sway of the enemy. Satan has to operate the same way through man. Satan cannot come and do whatever he wants on the earth. He has to work through man. Remember when Jesus was going to cast out uh, uh, those demons? They said, oh, permit us to go, you know, permit us to go over in these pigs. And the pigs ran in. They, they have to go into something. They don't just go into some tree. And then they go into someone else. And they go into, I've had people that have, uh, that have brought people into their homes and have cast out demons and, and devils, and then they've, their, their people in their home has been influenced. Yeah. Why? Because the enemy is trying to get into humanity. Yeah, now, I know some of you say, do you really believe all that stuff's really going on today? Do you not? Do you not believe that? Amen. Mark 16 says, and these signs will follow them who believe What's the very first sign? In my name, they will. The very first sign of believers is to cast out demons. If we're not casting out demons, have you ever cast out a demon? Yeah, and I know someone says, sometimes I've had people bring someone to me and say, there's a demon, can you cast him out? And I say, are you a believer? The Bible says the signs will follow you who believe. In my name, do you know the name of Jesus? Say, in the name of Jesus. I cast you out and I command you to quit influencing this person. Leave this person now in Jesus' name. We're talking about authority. We're talking about Fight Club here. It's important to know our authority in the name of Jesus. So number 10, here's the awesome thing. God is working through man on the earth. God is working through man on the earth and speaking words and we're seeing signs and wonders and miracles and all these things in the Old Testament. But then all of a sudden, Jesus was born to the earth and the son of God becomes the son of man. Now God didn't have to work through another man. Jesus is all God, has authority over all the heavens, but now he's on earth. He doesn't have to even speak through another man. He has all authority on the earth. Why? He was, man was given dominion and authority. So he's born on earth. Remember Jesus walked around and said, I'm the son of man. I'm the son of man. John chapter 1 verse 1 says, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And the, verse 14 says, And the word became flesh and dwelt among. Who was the word? Let me ask you, who is the word? And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. The glory is the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and full of mercy. When Jesus was born on the earth, he was born all God, but he became all man. All man. He carried as a man the authority on the earth. As a man, people think he did all those things because he had God's authority. No, listen, he took on flesh. The Bible says in, in Philippians that he humbled himself. He lowered himself. And he did the things that he did on earth as a man anointed by the Holy Spirit. 
being our example of what a man anointed by the Holy Spirit could do and should do. Some people say, well, I'm not Jesus, so I can't do those things. Jesus didn't do the things he did on earth because he was God. He was God. I'm not taking God away from him. You don't take away. He was all God, and he always will be God. But on earth, the Bible says he humbled himself, and he took on the form of flesh. He became all man. He lived a sinless life, empowered by the Holy Spirit, casting out devils, healing the sick, raising the dead as a man with man's authority on the earth, anointed by the Holy Spirit. The word became flesh. Notice the word became flesh. The word, what were all the words of the prophets. He was prophesied that the son of God, the Messiah was going to be born to earth and all these prophecies and the word became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the father, full of grace. All God became all man, carried authority on this earth. Now he didn't need to work through another man. God became man, the son of God, the son of man. But here's the difference. Jesus was a sinless man. See, Jesus was the only human being that was born on earth without sin. Well, what about Adam and Eve? They weren't born. They were formed. Remember that? Adam and Eve didn't have a belly button. Somebody has to think about that for a second. Adam and Eve didn't have a belly button, right? So if you draw them with a belly button, then they eat them, right? Yeah. They were formed. They weren't born. Jesus was the only one born on earth without sin, walking, talking, living in union with the Father, carrying man's authority on the earth, all God and all man. Then John chapter 10, write write this down. I don't know if you're taking notes on this, but but I think you'll want to because this may be the most important thing in your Christian life. John chapter 10, verse 1, it says, Most assuredly, Jesus says, I I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. Well, the sheepfold is earth. The door is being born onto earth. What is he saying? He's saying he who enters earth by being born is the shepherd of the sheep. Jesus is saying, I was born onto earth. I'm the shepherd of the sheep. Can I remind you, why don't demons have authority on this earth? They weren't born here. Demons were never born here. They were never given authority here on the earth. Satan was never born here. He was never given authority here on the earth. Demons weren't born on the earth, so they have no rights. They have no authority. Jesus was born here, all God and all man. Number 11. Jesus took on man's sin on the cross. He defeated hell, he defeated death, and he defeated the grave. We know that. Somebody say amen. Amen. Number 12, Jesus received all of or every authority in heaven and earth. In fact, that word all authority, it's translated over a hundred times the word every authority. The word all authority is translated over a hundred times every authority meaning when he says this in matthew chapter 28 verses 18 through 20 and jesus came and spoke to them saying 
all authority or every authority has been given to me in heaven and earth, which means there is no authority in all of heaven. There is no authority in all of earth that doesn't belong to Jesus. And it's important for us to know that. Jesus is not fighting for authority over the enemy anymore. In fact, when someone brought up that, that, that the devil left, when they cast him out, he looked at him and he said, I saw Satan fall like lightning. Like, are you kidding me? I'm not in a spiritual fight. And Jesus came and spoke to them, all authority or every authority has been given me in heaven and earth. There is no authority that can override the authority of Jesus in heaven or on earth. Number, number 13, Jesus immediately delegates his authority back to man. See, man was separated from God, but Jesus immediately delegates whose authority? I want you to notice, whose authority? His authority. Now, when man was originally given authority, what was he given authority over? Huh? Earth and what? And all that creeps upon the earth, right? When Jesus said every authority has been given me, what authority is that? It's authority over what? Heaven and. And then Jesus did what? So Jesus said, I have authority. And now you go and take my name. My name is my badge. My name is my authority. And in my, don't go do it with your authority. She don't get eaten up. I think those, those some people went and they did it and they came back naked, right? They came back, they came back stripped. They said, I don't know what happened, right? If you're going to go confront the devil, you better do it in Jesus name. But let me tell you, Jesus name works every time. Jesus name has all authority over the, the enemy. The enemy cannot stand against Jesus name. You don't have to beg. The Bible says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. So Jesus delegates his authority back to man. Look at verse 19. It says, go therefore, go therefore. Somebody say, go therefore. <laughs> In other words, get out of here, right? <laughs> you ever delegate something to someone and they're standing there like, okay, okay, okay. And you're like, go, <laughs> right? Go, right? Go, get on out of here. Look at, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I commanded you, and lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. Jesus has all authority, every authority, and he delegates it back to us. It's in Mark 16, we, we just read it, but let me say it again. Mark 16, 15, it says, and he said to them, go into all the world. In fact, read this with me. Can we read it all together in faith? Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. He who does not believe will be condemned and these signs will follow come on read this with me again and these signs will follow them who believe in my name wait a minute my name is my authority how much authority does jesus have how much authority in heaven on earth over demons how many demons how much of the devil how much of the works of the devil all of them 
So he said, in, in my name, with my authority, do what? Look at, in my name, read it with me. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. If they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. With my authority, with my authority, with my... So why are we praying that Jesus would do these things? No, <laughs> she's like, guess we're just ignorant. <laughs> no, no, I mean, seriously. So why are we praying that Jesus, would you just come down and do this? Jesus, no, Jesus says, no, you go and use my name. See, if we don't know our authority, we're going to wait on the Lord and the Lord's waiting on us. The Lord gave us assignments. And what did he say to do? In my name. Say it again. In my name they will cast out demons, speak with new tongues, take up serpents, drink up anything deadly, and it will by no means hurt them. They will, read it with me, they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. All authority. All authority. Whatever you're facing right now, you're dealing with some junk in your life, and you know it's the enemy. Don't hold the enemy. Just beat me up. Take authority. Oh, I just don't know what to do. Stand up, stop crying, and say, I rebuke the enemy in my life. I See, you think it's just depression and you need another counseling session. I'll tell you what you might need. You might need to say, in the name of Jesus, I rebuke that spirit, that stronghold that's coming against me. I rebuke you in Jesus' name. And I tell you to knock it off and stop. So I think we in, the, we in the church, we've gotten so educated that we just, well, I guess it could just be, we don't want to offend, we don't want to get in all the spiritual stuff and all that kind of stuff. But I'm telling you, you come back to just the Bible and Jesus. And there's a lot of things that we just need to come back to spiritually and take authority Come on, say with me, in the name of Jesus, I submit myself to God. I resist the devil, and he flees from me. Yeah, we need to get those words out of, my, out of our mouth. I'll tell you, one of the biggest things the enemy wants to do is shut you up. I just want to sit over, I just need some time. I need some time. I need some space. Yeah, you need some time so the enemy can speak to you in your ear. Shut you up. Because if you get speaking, you'll take authority over him. Of course he wants to shut you up. If I were him, I'd want to shut you up too. Oh, number 14, I only have 15 points. Satan and demons continue to influence the world through the authorities and structures of men. Through the government structures. Through the educational structures. Tim and I were talking about the, the, the seven mountains of influence you know that that you'll hear different people will teach on education media entertainment government the home the family religion he takes the structures of men why does he take the structures of men and attach himself to it because his structures are based on man's authority he gets onto man's authority and if he can get into man's mouth when he begins to speak through man's mouth, it's as if he has a human body 
And it's as if the, Satan and demons are embodied in a human body and he speaks. If he can speak through man, it's as if he's embodied in man. So he attaches themselves to human structures and human authorities. That's why it's vital that we pray for our educational system. It's vital that we pray for our government system. It's vital that we pray for the entertainment industry, that we pray for the media. That we don't just say, well, I'll just tell you what I'm going to do. I'm just going to isolate myself, and I'm just going to be over here in the corner, and I'm just going to let them do what they do and let the, let the world go to hell. No, you know, listen, we're the light of the world. We need to stand up. We need to get in the middle of these things in prayer. We need to get in the middle of these things. I believe that the church of God belongs all over every one of these areas in the middle of them, leading them, praying them, influencing them in the marketplace, influencing them, making a change, making a difference. Why? Because man and his authority, I'm telling you, can a person who walks in and knows their authority in Jesus, they will rise right to the top and they'll begin to influence. I'm not talking about to make money. I'm talking about to make a difference in the kingdom and in the lives of people. Hallelujah. Satan and demons continue to influence the world through authorities and structures of men. Let me ask you again, do demons have authority? No. Why? They weren't born here. God didn't give it to them. They can only operate and influence through men, more specifically through man's words. I said it before, but when we speak satanically inspired words, it's the same as if Satan was a human being speaking with dominion. And because he influences most human beings to say and do what he wants, he controls the earth. That's why the Bible calls him the God of this earth. Because he gets behind man in his words. Let me give you... I'll just read them to you, these four scriptures, short scriptures. Ephesians 2.2 says, which you once walked according to the course of this world. Look at this. Write these four scriptures down. According to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. I think it's so interesting that he's called the prince of the power of the air, the airwaves. The prince of the power of the air. The spirit who now works. Notice he doesn't just work in the air. He works in the sons. He works in those with authority, the sons of disobedience. 1 John 5, 19 says, the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. Who is that? Human beings. Ephesians 4, 27 says, nor give place to the devil. Well, if the devil had authority, why would, why would it need to say don't give him place? He could just take place. He could just take authority. 1 Peter uh, Chapter 5 says, he walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Well, if he had all the authority, he could just devour whoever he wanted. But he can't. It's whoever gives him the place. 2 Corinthians 2.11 says, lest Satan should take advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. Some, some may sit here and say, I've never, ever, 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 ever heard this or been taught this. Why? Because the enemy doesn't want us to know this. You have authority on earth. Man has authority in the name of Jesus over every demon, over every power of hell, over every sickness and disease. Man has authority in Jesus' name. Do you believe it? Satan is not in direct control of the earth. 
If he were, he could stop us from preaching the gospel. If he, if he were, he can stop us from opening churches. If he were, he can stop us, stop us from discipling people, getting them free. But he can't. I said the enemy can't stop us. Jesus said the gates of hell shall not prevail against him. Why? Against the church. Why? Because man has the authority in Jesus' name. Can you see how this affects the way you pray? Can you see how this affects the way you talk, the way you think, the way you deal with the devil? And then point number 15 is this. We, the church, have authority on the earth through Jesus over all the powers of darkness. We, the church, have authority on earth through Jesus, through Jesus over all the powers of darkness. See, when we understand who God has created us to be, we can say with David in the Bible, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? (laughs) The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in him will I trust. A thousand may fall at my side and 10,000 at my right hand, but it will not come near me. Only with my eyes will I behold and see the reward of the wicked. No evil will befall me. No evil will overtake me. No plague will come near my dwelling, for the Lord will give his, uh, his angels charge over me to keep me in all of my ways. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I shall not lack any good thing. See, if the devil was in charge he just say god back off the enemy i just can't no he's speaking his authority in the lord this was even pre-jesus coming to the earth though i walk through the valley of the shadow of death i shall not fear evil for you are with me your rod and your staff they comfort me you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies you anoint my head with oil My cup runs over. Surely, say it with me, surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. If we understand the authority we have in the Lord, we can say with the Apostle Paul, now thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Come on, say it with me. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. We can say with the Apostle Paul, now thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ Jesus. Somebody say always leads us in triumph. You know what that means? Always. Always means always. If God be for me, come on, say it with me. If God be for me, who can be against? Somebody needs to say it over their own. Wake up to this this morning for your own benefit. If God be for me, somebody needs to say it today. If God be for me. Who can be against me? If God's on my side, why is the devil wreaking havoc in my life? Why is he tearing up my family? I am more than a conqueror. Come on, somebody say, I'm more than a conqueror through him who loves me. Greater is he that is in me, somebody, than he that's in the world. When you realize that you're not subject or underneath the devil's rule, I'm telling you, you'll think different. You'll act different. He may come against you. I love that story that I heard about Smith Wigglesworth. Powerful man of God. Back in the early 1900s, he comes, or back in the mid-1900s, he comes downstairs and he hears this rocking chair that's, that's rocking downstairs. And he comes downstairs and he looks over 
and he glances over and he sees us, the devil that's just rocking back and forth in the chair, and he says, Oh, it's only you. And he goes, he goes back to bed. Because he realizes the death, I don't care if Satan himself is sitting in my rocking chair. He has no authority over me. I have nothing to fear. If God's for me, who can be against me? I believe with all of my heart. I always ask the Lord this last question before I start or in the mornings before I, you know, I prepare my message, but then I'll ask the Lord. And I ask the Lord again this morning, Lord, what do you want people to know this morning? And the Holy Spirit said to me in my heart, I want them to know that they have authority in the name of Jesus. I want people to know that they have authority. They, they, you have authority in the name of Jesus over all the power of darkness, over all the power of the enemy right now. Stand to your feet. Well, I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. And if you did, I'd like to ask you to subscribe to our show. That way, the most recent episode will always be in your feed, ready when you are. God bless you, and I'll see you next time on the Memphis Tabernacle Podcast.